0: My name is Kate McGaw, I'm the CEO of Arclight Agile, and I'm a certified Scrum Trainer and Agile Coach, and welcome to our podcast.
1: And I'm Arclight Smith, I'm a certified Scrum Master and a certified product owner. And our topic today, and I'm, we're going to admit this up front, we did this podcast <laughs> and we got confused, we, got, we were sort of stepping over ourselves, so we re-recorded it because today we're talking about a center of excellence and a community of practice, where they sort of fit together, where they're different, where they come from and how they will benefit your organization or not. So center of excellence versus communities of practice. Kate, you wanna sort of tell us the, give us the bullet on what they are and how they differ?
0: Absolutely. So, Center of Excellence, all often referred to as a COE, um, is something that is typically created and funded by the organization to address maybe a skills or a knowledge deficit within the organization. Um, the, the COE is typically a group of, of coaches or um, similar scrum masters who are coaching their teams. And the key activity for the COE tends to be continuous improvement, whether they're identifying um, areas that need to be improved, sharing techniques and things like that, supporting teams and so on. One of the things that often a COE will start or initiate is a community of practice, a COP. The difference is a COP is it's a voluntary group. It's um, informal. It's a group of people with a common interest in maybe a specific business domain or a specific skill set. So we may have a center of excellence, a COE, at the organizational level for continuous improvement, but we would have a COP. Maybe our front-end developers have their own COP. Maybe our analysts have their own COP. Maybe our product owners have their own COP. But the COP, the community of practice, is a group of like-minded people getting together to make sure that they're educating each other, supporting each other, cultivating each other, encouraging each other. So it's much more given that the, the community of practice, it's an alignment, the COP, around a particular practice or skill set of like-minded
1: people. Right. So long story short. Community of practice is something your organization sort of spins up. There's sort of your agile champions, your coaches, the people that are really dedicated to your agile, the health of your agile practice. And your communities of practice are sort of, maybe there's a problem that a cross-functional group needs to sort of get together to solve, or there's an area of interest that like-minded individuals will get together and sort of swarm on over time. Right. So it's one's a very formal thing. The other is probably more informal. Yeah. But maybe put together a more formal level, like the community yeah. of practice might say, you know, hey, we want a sort of a cross functional working group on. Mm-hmm. Um, I started as a front end developer. My first career worked with the deaf accessibility. Yeah. So there's an accessibility sort of community of practice. Okay. That's a good sort of uh, definition. Now, neither one of these things, oh, sorry, you want to say something?
0: No, I was going to say, because they, they, the the confusion is the terms often are used interchangeably. So I think it's, right. uh, and even you and I, I mean, this is why we, we've re-recorded this one, because right. we were talking about excellence and practice inter- interchange. But yeah, absolutely. The excellence, the COE, at the the more strategic and um organizational level and the we COP four team. Yeah, I was about to, yeah.
1: Uh, sorry. We had a little timeout, not because of this, but apparently just before the timeout, <laughs> I did the bad thing and confused the center of excellence with the community of practice. Kate, what did I sort of say? I, I think it was
0: just no, I think it was just when we were explaining the difference between the two. We you I think you explained them correctly, but I think the heading at the start mentioned one instead of the other. So what you said was completely right. Um the COE tends to be more structured, more organization-funded and, and focused, whereas the COP is more around. Our, maybe it's our teams. It's maybe it's the functional different areas within our teams and things like that that they come together around a common practice. Whereas the COE could be sort of agility for the entire organization more likely. Right. Whereas the COP is front end developers. Maybe it's our our architects. Maybe it's our product owners. Whoever.
1: Right. And I think that that's sort of the way I think about it. Yeah. So let's talk about, we have our center of excellence, right? So we have our coaches, the people that are our our agile champions, right? These Mm -hmm. are the folks that are really going to be pushing agile throughout our org. What are the sorts of things that you think a center of excellence should be responsible for doing to get out the messaging besides just that overall coaching like what are yeah. some activities the coe could sort of engage in
0: so things like okay what what do we need for continuous improvement so um i've retrospectives fitted in here somewhere we could do cross team retrospectives so maybe we get a mm. couple of teams together and we do cross team retrospectives um maybe we're sort of visiting, maybe different members of of this coaching team are visiting teams as they're doing stand-ups or as they're doing planning what can they do to suggest better ways to to plan as an organization maybe the COE is facilitating sort of lean coffee um sessions maybe they're bringing in um, an expert to to talk to the teams about something maybe they're looking the COE is looking at sort of an impediment board for the entire, for all of the scrum teams. Are all of the scrum teams hitting the same impediments over and over again? So do we need to escalate that? They're, they're supporting teams, They're they're sharing improvements, And maybe they're doing work around um, metrics for the organization. If the organization is is wanting to come up with some metrics, maybe they're they're the group, the COE is the group that helps the organization with the metrics that make sense. And they're the COE is the group who's encouraging different teams to run experiments and try different things. So it, it's everything around sort of supporting the teams as a whole, sharing improvements, capturing improvements, guiding the teams as a whole for the benefit of the organization.
1: Right. I, I tend to think of it as like, you know, uh, if you're a very large organization, you might be doing regular onboarding of new team members. Mm -hmm. Sort of maybe the COE handles that. Or I always use the term brown bag lunch. Yeah. Like come Mm -hmm. on a Friday and we're going to talk about retrospectives. We're going to talk about stories. You know, because people have questions and it's everybody's invited, not just your scrum masters. And the COE, I think, facilitates those sorts of activities
0: yeah it's more Um, organizational wide than um than than anything i think
1: now i i do want to sort of come back to because we had confusion about the terminology and i know a lot of people will knock us in the agile community for all our weird terms scrum master ceremonies all these things and we can Mm -hmm. be it can be a bit much I admit that for many years I resisted calling things ceremonies and now they are events and it's just like oh we're we, we we can be a little out of control yeah but in this instance center of excellence and communities of practice are not part of core scrum no. But they mm-hmm. seem to really fit really well with our thing. Yeah. And I feel like I'm hearing more and more about them lately. And I wanted to sort of get your thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and communities of practice, COPs, again, as you say, not part of core scrum. There's something that the um, there was an anthropologist and an educational theorist. Back in 1991, Lave and Wenger came up with the concept of communities of practice. So they they are a benefit and a community of like-minded people getting together to help each other with challenges, to have fun with colleagues, to make sure we're doing meaningful work. They help individuals have things like personal development and networking and things like that. It's a lot of it is to do with the connection with like-minded people in our organization. If you think about our scrum teams, we have different skill sets on our scrum teams. We may have people on our team who traditionally do more of the analyst type role. Maybe we have a community of practice for our analysts, where they get together and they're sharing ideas, they're networking, hey, I did this with my team, this new format worked really well for user stories, this is how I'm gathering acceptance criteria, and I'm sharing that with my fellow analysts on other teams. So the the benefits are are great for individuals, but the organization all benefits as well. The why would we fund people and and allow them to spend maybe an hour every two weeks in a COP, because it's knowledge sharing. We're trying to get team members sharing knowledge with each other. We're trying to reuse some of that knowledge throughout the organization. We're looking for everyone to keep up to date and to innovate and come up with new things to try. And that is very much going to come from the COP because it is like-minded people who want to be there and continue to support and grow their field within the organization.
1: Right. And I think in a, still a very remote world, you know, for many of us in the, the software community, we're very, still very remote and probably will continue to be, despite what people say, that networking, that connection that is so important. Yeah, And it really helps. I know I see in those meetings where these are not people I'm on my scrum team with, but we're, you know, any sort of meeting like a scrum of scrums where we get mm-hmm. together and we talk like builds that those connections which make your work easier when you know these other people and these other teams and you have these shared interests that you can really connect with folks so I think the yeah. networking cannot be underestimated
0: absolutely
1: But what I want to mention is that if folks are familiar with the, because for me, community of practice sounds very much like what is called a guild in the Spotify model. Mm -hmm. You know, the Spotify model sort of took the, you know, there's a group of scrum teams. They're called a tribe. Your scrum team is really your squad. A chapter would be your skill set. Scrum masters have a chapter front end developers have a chapter. testers have a chapter, but this, guild is your community of practice it's people mm-hmm. that are interested in and they sort of cross functional cross team mm-hmm. interested in getting together and talking about these things and i think that you know it's very different than like oh and the firm has a softball team but this is people that get together because they're interested in a topic they're interested yeah. in solving a problem they're interested in sort of moving something forward professionally i think it's i think it's really great that people can do this and 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 feel empowered to, mm. to do these things and not like pushed to do them. Like they got recruited on to, yeah. you know, because it, it really wouldn't be a community if I got drafted.
0: Absolutely, and, and one of the things we talk about is how do we know the COP, the community of practice is useful? Well, are people turning up? People are voting with their feet or their phone. If people are not attending the COP events, then they're seeing no value in it. But if people are attending the events and you hear, well, I, I heard at the COP last week, this, this, and this, then it's providing value. Whether it is a broad COP like agility for the organization, or whether it's a more specific COP for developers or coders or testers or things like that. I think it's um, it's seeing the benefit and people wanting to go and not miss it because we're solving problems and, and we're, we're supporting each other and we're collaborating with people that we maybe wouldn't see because we're, we're working remotely. And is I think one of the key things that you mentioned is, is critically important is if I had a problem further down the line and I need help from like-minded people, I've got my community of practice to go to, to ask those questions. Or if the community of practice isn't sort of meeting anytime soon, I know who I can go to in the organization to break down those barriers and help solve some of these challenges. And I know one of the things that you and I have talked about in the past does Is the community of practice created around or to solve a particular problem, or is the community of practice there and we bring the problem to them? And I think it's very much the 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 chicken and egg. We may have both. We may have an environment where we've got a problem. You know what? Let's spin up a group of people, like-minded people, to solve the problem. Could be our community of practice is built from that. Or it could be, we have a community of practice already and we have a challenge and the ideal people to solve this challenge are the people who attend that community of practice. So I think it it could be either or, but it's understanding that there can be a community of practice for anything in your organization. It tends to be, as we've mentioned multiple times, more informal but beneficial to not just the members themselves, but hugely beneficial for the organization.
1: Right. And there's so many permutations of that. Like you could spin up a community of practice around a problem, Mm -hmm. solve that problem, and then you still have this persistent COP because the topic is like accessibility is never going to go away. And you're always going to want people that are going to talk about that, for example or your front end topics are never going to, you know, standards are going to change and new tools are going to get adopted. So it, it can keep going long yeah. past the problem. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think we've clarified some things. Any final thoughts on centers of excellence and or communities of practice?
0: I would just encourage people to try, particularly the communities of practice, because there is not a huge investment to set them up. And the the key thing is understanding from the group, what do they want out of the community of practice? What benefit do they see this community of practice bringing them so that we're doing it for a purpose and we're achieving what everybody wants out of it? So I would say if you don't have any in your organization, try some, see if they work, see if people like going to them and see if the benefits for the individuals, the team members, as well as the organizations is something that is visible um, to everyone.
1: All right, there you have it.
0: Thank you for joining us today. You will find us on Twitter at ArcLightAgile. You will also find us on LinkedIn at forward slash Arclight Agile. So share your thoughts with us on this episode and send us any topics you'd like us to discuss in the future.